0: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the
1: Nighttime Podcast.
2: Hello listeners, and welcome back to the next Keep Canada Weird episode. If you're new to this, Keep Canada Weird is an ongoing series in which my pal Aaron and I promised to seek out and explore some of the more interesting Canadian news stories of the past week. And in tonight's episode, we make good on our promise. We're going to share stories about possessive cats, a naked man, a TikTok shooting, and the Queen of Canada. So let's get to it. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, Jordan.
3: Hello. We made it. We are here together, and we made it, and we're stronger, and more focused and we're
2: ready and we're eager and we are precious yeah we might as well relaunch the whole show just because we're i think the hype's here do you want to just relaunch it this is the first episode of our new precious podcast yeah and we're gonna keep canada weird here um i yeah. think we've done it we've we've kept it weird so far um i feel like we could do th- uh, three of these a week though I'm what's happening now is I'm getting a lot more people sending uh, messages on Facebook being like you know this has happened here and this has happened there which is awesome look out that's over there that's over there but it's uh, look out behind you Jordan yeah but it's uh, I've already and and what happens like maybe I don't need to obsess about this and organize so much but things that are happening today that I've come across I'm like we can't talk about them yet they have to be in next week's episode so Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah,
3: so um, sometimes you want a story to air a little bit too, you know, like yeah, it lay s- for a
2: couple of days so that you can uh, see how it see how it works out. Yeah, see what happens. So um, before before we get into our topics and what's been going on, why don't we talk about what's going on with you? What's what's been up this week? Um, What's been up this week? It's been the usual. We've had a bit
3: of a winter uh blast here in the nova scotia as you suffered as well it's been in mm-hmm. we had a freezing rainstorm. it was about what well, was it about 24 hours of freezing rain i think uh we had uh kind of land on top of us mm-hmm. power outages everywhere so including myself mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. i'm back online now so
2: and it uh well, well let's just be transparent it messed with the production of the show because we mm-hmm. we have this idea for um in the future if we go to kind of a we're gonna break it up into segments so when we get to crime there's gonna be like almost like a separate part of the show where we'll talk about a crime if there's a guest it's gonna be like a separate segment so there's gonna be shows within this show uh it all would have been ready for tonight but Nova Scotia Power collaborated with Mother Nature Mm. and basically blew Aaron's house down yeah yeah metaphorically yes Mm -hmm. Um, um uh, ice storm was pretty wild i don't know how bad it we're, we're like five hour drive apart from each other but mm. here it was like i had the morning after i had like probably a half an inch like a centimeter of solid ice that surrounded my entire car i had to run out to grab something and i thought and i thought like oh, i'll have to scrape off the windshield and get in the car it literally took me probably 25 minutes to like carve around the door and pulling on it and i found one mm-hmm. door that had a less you know to get in and then once i got in the car i just turned the heat on and sat in the car for like a half hour and slowly melted my way out but it was yeah and then today we had um a ton of rain but since the city. In my yard, and everything else is still covered in ice. It just turned into like basically a flooded, like, skating rink. Um, my poor mother, who listens to my podcast and watches my show, uh, just so maybe she's here, but just last night, my poor mother, um, she was going to pick up something from a pet store uh, for her dog, and she fell and she bumped her head. No way. So, yeah, she's all right, though, but she's um, there are talks of a massive lawsuit between her and the pet store. So. <laughs> Maybe oh, we'll cover pet that store,
3: It sounds like the pet store is fully engaged with her, and uh, <laughs> you know there's talks between the two of them. Like,
2: yeah, she's the uh, pet store and, is encouraging her to, for the lawsuit. Her and a group of her friends are outside right now, um, laying on the horns, and it's so something's going to get done over there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you get that joke? Yeah, I got the joke. Yeah. They're doing a convoy at the. Where my yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get on with it we got before uh, and this is how we'll do this before we jump into our stories let's first get caught up with feedback from prior episodes um that the listeners contributed uh, the first thing i have uh, i'm going to read you this is a i guess i'll call it an email it came through a subscriber of the premium feed named kinsey so it's a message i got uh, through patreon mm-hmm. uh, and this is a nice one it says hi jordan i just wanted to reach out and say that na- Oh, it starts with a compliment. Hi, Jordan. I just wanted to reach out (laughs) and say that Nighttime is by far one of my most enjoyed podcasts, and I've been a longtime listener. Also, I thought it was funny in a recent weekly news episode where I believe you mentioned your grandma would feed crows and they would gather regularly at dinnertime. Well, we had a similar situation, but it was less cute and much more bloody. My family would feed the crows here in Minnesota, and the crows eventually started bringing us small dead animals and putting them in our birdbath as a thank you. Then they would use the bread we gave them to dip in the birdbath like some kind of macabre sauce. Most of my family thought it was horrible, but I did definitely appreciate their intelligence and their personalities, especially since I didn't have to clean up the bloody mixture. Anyway, I hope that wasn't too gory and keep on with the (laughs) great show. So it seems like if
3: if a listener or viewer wants their email read on the air they have to compliment you first the very top of the message.
2: Well that's certainly a good way to get it done. That grabs your like...
3: attention. It's like, "Jordan, yeah. I love your face. Anyway, there's a bunch of blood in my backyard.
2: <laughs> and there's animals eating the blood." <laughs> yeah, and um
3: they're asking me to join them.
2: Uh, that definitely Anyway, helps. I love
3: your smile. I'm always listening. <laughs> Lucifer.
2: Uh, <laughs> I like how crows have somehow became kind of crows and donuts. I, that wasn't our intention, but that's kind of the subplots. And potatoes and potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. do you remember last week? I think it was last week. We talked about the com- the company. I think they were called Simply, and they were the ones who offered someone the world's most gullible person a free doorbell and ended up yeah. like you know sneaking mm. a thirteen thousand dollar furnace contract and furnace into her hands and home. You remember that story
3: i remember it um because i also chatted about it uh with some friends separately outside of the episode as well the topic came up and how how would that topic came up come up because we're i think we were talking it was you know our mutual friend donnie who's in the chat right now we were talking with another friend of ours and it
2: came up okay i thought you were I thought a friend was like um, no
3: no it wasn't brought up in in you know in an organic kind of hey i someone tried to give me a free doorbell and then they <laughs> i ended up buying a spaceship from them yeah
2: they had the spaceship outside it was
3: yeah i was signing a you know so the 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 mothership came down and i signed a contract and now i have a <laughs>
2: my own ship well let's get um so with this company simply that I, I don't know if that's their full name was simply, it was simply something, but simply home green energy. planet some, something, you know, um, well, we're going to get a glimpse beyond behind the curtain that, um, that exists there. We have, let's call it an inside source from within simply, this is an ex employee and they're ready to spill the tea on what actually happens with simply. I guess we'll call this spill and tea. Here it comes. I
3: hope the voicemail starts with a compliment.
4: I uh, I worked for those simply guys in Ottawa a couple of years back and it was uh, pretty horrendous when I saw It, it didn't last long, so um,
3: as a installer working, you know, as an installer it was uh, Pretty awful, but I should have known that it was a job offered off a Kijiji thing, and I just got to town I needed some dough, but, uh, yeah,
4: pretty bad, pretty bad when I uh, realized what it was all about. Thanks. Thank you.
2: Uh, (laughs) It was like a double Goodbye. Uh, he, cause I he like ended that. It with,
3: yeah, I love yeah, the first goodbye mm-hmm. marinate a little bit. And then go, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It uh, was almost so, like you just had to kind of think about, did I say goodbye? <laughs> thank you.
2: Well, I know. Cause that was sent, um, through the app on my website where you can send a voice memo and I just have a feeling he was probably a little like confused on how to turn it off or something. Cause I heard him go like, he goes, thanks. And then you kind of hear, like, just a bit of, like, tapping.
3: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank
2: you. Uh, so maybe that was the our, thank
3: you wasn't even related to you. It was maybe somebody was giving him a drink at a restaurant or something as be. he
2: was. Or thank he's you like, for my drink. Can I borrow your phone so I can go to nighttimepodcast.com and send a voice memo to give some insider dirt on Simply? Uh, someone's like, sure, you can use my phone. He takes their phone, does it. Leaves a message, thanks. And then he's as he's passing it back, he didn't know it was still running. So thank you. Here's your phone mm. back. Um, regardless, though, that was a pretty intimate and damning portrayal of a company that seems to feed off the vulnerable. And well, um, I would say this down is a um, this is a whistleblower type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they're preying on people on Kijiji. He answered a Kijiji ad, was new in town, and he needed money. But it was horrendous. Yeah, well. So there, there's my review. Mm-hmm.
3: We, were, yeah. we we heard it from the horse's mouth, I think, now that this company is not on the, that that, um, you know, F rating they had from the Better Business
2: Bureau is accurate. Yeah. Uh, imagine they listened and we got sued for this. This would be if if I ever. Well, imagine podcast, you got sued. I, I I won't get sued. We do. We should definitely mic up when we go to court and stuff. Could you imagine Testify having him testify in our our defense, <laughs> yeah, the judge? Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, well, my anyway. defense will
3: be just throwing you under the bus for the entire thing. Yeah. He just <laughs> sends
2: me the stories five minutes before we record, Your Honor. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes. Wow. Well. Um. Alright, well let's see if that will maybe we'll cover that in a future episode. I want Malky Woodland to be my lawyer and when we enter the courtroom I want Tanetta to perform live. You don't take the law seriously, do you? Um and I that's, want that's your down and I want an army of trucks behind us supporting <laughs> yeah. us in our ability to say this kind of nonsense. I'll
3: just be there, I'll be dressed business casual, and I'll be respectful, and I will absolutely listen to everything that my lawyer and the judge has to
2: say, and I will take their decision and I will live with it. All right. Well, uh, hopefully that day doesn't come, but let's get, let's get to the stories here. So we have a collection of stories that this week, I think almost, I think they're all set in Western Canada, which is strange and that this isn't planned. We had one week where it was like all PEI this week Mm -hmm. I think is all BC. BC, Yeah, with a slight detour to Ottawa. So I'm going to give you a choice, Aaron, and you can kind of pick the order. We can talk about uh, possessive cats, a naked guy in a car, gangs in India involving TikTok and a shooting in BC, or I could tell you a little bit about the Queen of Canada i feel like the queen of canada should be later
3: it's that's a okay.
2: um, that's a juicy the, one i find that gets so. a little fringe too so yeah let's save that for later mm-hmm. when, we're, when when i'm half when i'm almost at the end of this pop and the and we're going uh let's yeah, start with, with yeah. something light well let's start with cats yeah cats let's 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 it's ease into the episode with a nice cat story um did the story about the bc cats that claimed the Vitamix box as their forever home. Is this a story that was new to you? Did you know this before I sent this to
3: I knew it before, yeah. The past couple weeks I've been seeing this pop up randomly in different news outlets so I was somewhat familiar with the story.
0: Or under the table. These are the usual spots cats tend to claim, but then there are the unusual. In the case of the Gerson Neves household, it's here on top of this Vitamix box. It arrived on December 16th. I grabbed the box and set it down on the kitchen floor just for a quick second. Um, that was almost a month ago. And Max immediately hopped up. Gerson Neves pulled out her phone to snap a picture because I'm a cat person and we take pictures every time they sneeze then she and her wife Nikki decided to post it to this Facebook page thinking a few people might see it and get a chuckle out of it and that Max would soon lose interest and they could open the blender I was wrong on both counts 10,000 people had interacted with the post by the next day um and While Max had jumped down, Lando was now on the Vitamix. In the time since, the shifts haven't stopped and neither has the interest. People were demanding updates. All of it now being documented here on their Facebook page, day by day, week by week, and now into 2022. Posting for all those hoping or predicting a new start in the dawn of the new year, sadly, you will have to look elsewhere because ApplianceGate continues unabated but it's not for lack of trying. Dear Vitamix. The couple drafted an open letter to the company asking for it to send along three empty Vitamix boxes.
5: I figured that they would know what was going on and get a giggle
0: out of it. The team mobilized so fast as soon as we saw it because we realized, This is such a fun story and we wanted to make sure that we could get Jessica and Nikki those boxes for decoys in order to get them to blend as soon as possible. The first box marked lies was put out, but it didn't go over well with the cats or their more than 23,000 followers. Universally, the response was, oh my God, no, drag this out. And it's not hard to see why. There is so much going on and it is almost universally negative. Find joy where it lives. And at the moment where it lives is in our kitchen on a Vitamix
2: box. Did you see any of the videos or did you just read it? Yeah,
3: I saw some of the videos uh, over the past, I don't know, a few weeks or whatever that I've been seeing the story pop up. I mean, cats are super territorial and I'm sure like they're probably not as interested in the new boxes because this box probably has their the smell, like completely from them you know putting their pheromones on it or whatever they're doing so Mm. i think probably the newer boxes aren't going to be
2: as important as the original boxes Mm. um yeah that's true and i think it's also just like i i could see this in my kids as sometimes it's not about the object or, or the toy or whatever it is, but it's more just about like, they want it and it's theirs. And I, I wonder if cats get like, would a cat get like that? Just be like, uh, I think I it's have more, it and I don't want you to take it.
3: You know, who's the, who runs the place? You know, there is a hierarchy. If you have multiple cats living together, there's, there's, you know, the alpha, then there's, you know, all the rungs below it. So I think, it's been established with these cats that whoever sits atop the original box owns the house Mm -hmm. and and their smell is all over it and it's all about trying to assert dominance with that box Mm
2: -hmm. yeah one of the cats um, they refer to as the sentient soccer ball which is pretty cute because i'm looking at a picture of the cat and it's a, a black and white cat that is kind of patched in such a way that it does kind of look like a soccer ball and i'm sure that's Mm. where they came up with that name i remember Uh, you used to have that t-shirt that was oh i soccer ball soccer moms yeah it was like a play on i love soccer moms but it was Mm -hmm, a soccer ball mm -hmm. but the instead Um, of the heart was the soccer ball i wonder where that shirt went do you ever think, like, it's weird how... Sh- I have a lot of my, like, favorite shirts that I would never throw away, but they're not in my drawer anymore. I don't know yeah,
3: I mean. I, I've tossed mine away as they just get stained and ripped and whatever. But there are some I've had shirts that I've loved, but, like, T-shirts, like, I wear them under other shirts so much mm. that they start to, you know, just get stained. and And then, like, I used to wear anti... This is graphic, but I used to wear, like antiperspirant a oh, lot and that ruins your shirts right? and that just destroyed because i like you i love black t-shirts you mm-hmm. know because and i know you used to wear or still do wear black t-shirts all the time mm-hmm. so i I'm like johnny
2: cash i wear um i don't know yeah. if you know the song the man in black but i wear black for the poor and the beaten down is always that's the only reason you do it yeah yeah uh
3: but so, anyway go on yeah so i i made the switch to just regular deodorant mm-hmm. so and my that's t- a game changer oh it's a huge i I was really, um, really fooled by big deodorant convincing me that antiperspirant did anything. So I was always so afraid to stop using antiperspirant. I'm like, I'm going to sweat way more
2: because I'm not wearing antiperspirant. It's not true. It does nothing it makes no absolutely no difference if anything i find antiperspirant just makes me feel weird afterwards where deodorant just kind of like goes on and you don't even realize it's there and it doesn't ruin your clothes um but it's no, hard to no no
3: i was i love the switch i'm i i'm a couple years now into it and i'm like look at my shirts none of them
2: have white stains on them yeah um it, but antiperspirant dominates the market i find when i go places if i'm ever buying it it's i'm often having a hard time or having to pay more to get just deodorant or there'd be like you know 25 different versions of an antiperspirant and three deodorants. I I think people don't know. So maybe this is a good kind of like um public address to let people know that they they don't need to just go with antiperspirant. If you've been buying it for 20 years and that's what you, yeah. you just feel obligated take the chance.
3: It's it's, um, it's a total mental thing. Like we think we think it's preventing us from or at least we think it's reducing how much we're sweating it's not at all Mm -mm. there's no difference between how much i sweat wearing antiperspirant and just regular deodorant
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and i can quickly i can attest from 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 the cats (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about this part of the cat story though is that these the owners of the cats um they write to Vitamix explaining the situation and act, ask for like empty boxes. That was a perfect opportunity to, for Vitamix to like work out like an ad or something. Like it's a great story.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: They did send the boxes, but it, like they should have, I don't know, they could have kind of capitalized on it, I think. But one, yeah. is, one issue or one thing that may have been an issue is uh, in that article I read, it mentioned that they have like a Facebook page for the cats. Um, And when I saw the video version of that article, like a global news video kind of piece showing the cats and all this stuff. Every time it showed the Facebook page, I noticed they had a section of it like blacked out, like um, censored. You know what I mean? And I was like, why would they censor it? Like, is it maybe like her like her kid's name or something? Like what would why would they censor it? Then when in researching, um, researching, finding the Facebook page which I guess is research nowadays going on. It's it's a small amount of research. Yeah, I was doing research. Uh, The the name of the Facebook page actually has the F word in it. Oh. Yeah, I think like it had the word cluster F, you know, something like that. So that could be the reason why they haven't been able to partner with Vitamix. I don't know.
3: Well, um, you know, Vitamix draws a line somewhere.
2: Yeah. Well, Let's um let's move on to the next the next topic but we don't need to go far we're going to still stay in BC one way or another we can go to uh, a dumb crime in Surrey BC or just an absolute weird story in um Mm -hmm. yeah and then i'm obese that's the car one right you're talking about yeah you want to get into that yeah let's let's dive into that one okay because this this is another one just like the cat this is another one where i received um multiple people uh suggesting this would be a good fit for keep canada weird and i can't agree more
5: A few people can say they've driven around for three days and failed to notice a naked stowaway in the trunk of their car. But an Nanaimo woman can, and while she's laughing about it, now the discovery was terrifying.
0: Why are you in my
5: trunk and are you naked? Yeah. What?
0: It's a rite of
4: passage.
5: Earlier this week, Bethany Coker, who happens to be a Red Seal diesel mechanic, noticed mud in the front seat of her car. The obvious conclusion was someone had been sleeping in her vehicle. She cleaned the upholstery and moved on. Then three days later, she noticed the windows were fogged up and heard a voice say, Hey. That's when she found the naked man in her trunk and quickly realized that it wasn't a prank.
3: Well, at first I thought someone was playing a prank on me. And then when I
5: realized what was happening, I just kept my phone recording because I wasn't too sure what was going to happen like I had no idea who this guy was I didn't know if he was dangerous and he'd been in my trunk for three days and didn't say a single word (laughs) we'd been to the grocery store together we got sushi together we got gas
0: together like he'd been to work with me twice like not a single word
5: our CMP attended They, they say the man has significant health issues and he's now in a place where he can receive the help he needs
2: a pretty wild story i put it for people watching the live stream recording i put a photo up on the screen where on on one side you see a photo that she took of him kind of peeking out naked from behind the back seat and the second photo is uh the police actually removing the naked man from the trunk um the naked man. I, i don't I don't know if it's funny or sad. It's definitely It's weird. kind
3: of um it's a bit of a mixture because obviously you know the the individual naked in the trunk is suffering from something um you know that the police said that uh, they were receiving attention for so it sounds um that this individual probably was struggling before you know deciding to camp out in the trunk
2: of this woman's car so oh,
3: yeah. I mean, um, how did he get in
2: she must have just left it open it, it, i saw the photo as well of the front seat they talk about how on um, one day she found a bunch of mud on her front seat it looked like someone with like muddy boots like stood on her passenger seat in the front so he must have just like got in one day and worked his way back there to, maybe to go to sleep and just i don't know just stayed in there
3: yeah, I don't know. I mean, could he have gotten into the car, popped the trunk from inside the car,
2: and then crawled into the trunk and then closed it once he was in there? And got stuck? Oh, that's possible. But if he did still, the, the way the article makes it sound is that he stayed in the car without leaving for three days going along with her and stuff. Unless he had water and stuff, you know, he'd be in trouble, wouldn't he? Unless well, maybe, unless he spoke up finally when he was in trouble and I went, hey
3: maybe that was yeah could could have been what he was doing in a a different way but i'm sure getting into the trunk thinking about how he was going to survive or how long he was going to be there wasn't really on his mind by the sounds of it
2: yeah absolutely Um, but it's um the idea of this this story reminds me of a of a a few other ones for one it's um i we can talk about this light because nothing happened. He ended up getting uh, to where he needed to go, which is like law enforcement will take him to you know a hospital to get treated for whatever the problem is that led to this. She got a scare, but not one that seemed so traumatic that she wasn't willing to like film it and put it up online and go on the news talking about it and you know it seems like she's making jokes about it so in the end it seems like a happy ending but this Mm. kind of reminds you know what i mean by like the elisa lamb story she was a a young woman from montreal i believe who um suffered mental health problems and she went to the united states i think to unless i'm mistaken i think san francisco and she went missing from a hotel and there was a search for her and they the only thing they – the only trail she had left behind was uh, CCTV footage of her getting in an elevator and like pushing all the buttons on the elevator in this hotel and kind of like doing this weird kind of – almost looked like she was dancing. She was stretching all weird. And peeking around like kind of paranoid looking and that's the last footage of her so of course um, that video started circulating and the case gained a bunch of attention and they didn't know who she where she was or if she was being followed and why she pressed all the buttons they eventually um, people who were staying in this hotel it's called the Cecil hotel there's actually a documentary about it on Netflix um, people who stay in the hotel had been complaining in the days after of of uh, foul taste in the water and a foul smell in the water or low water pressure the hotel eventually sent someone on the roof to inspect their like big tanks no, that i did water see thing. this now that you're
3: explaining it yeah, yeah i did see this
2: and they ended up finding her um inside one of the water compartments so the people who live been staying in this hotel had been drinking that water bathing in it Ugh. Um, but there, th- no one really knows how she got in the water container thing. But there's a small little door on the top. So kind of the theory is that she was going through some kind of mental health thing and just crawled in there and couldn't get out. And when mm-hmm. I first heard this story, I was like, ah, it's like he kind of just like crawled, Like he, maybe he just crawled in some little hole. And fortunately, you know, it wasn't an abandoned car in a lot somewhere. And he was able to ask for help or at least get her attention and get help.
3: Right, right. The thing that, you know, on the lighter side of this story <laughs> that I that I think about, she's driving around in the car for three days without knowing that he's in the trunk. And I know if you want to see the most unfiltered version of myself, it's when I'm driving alone in my car. <laughs> And the things I'm saying to myself, the things I'm saying to the people passing by, the names I'm (laughs) calling them, the, (laughs) you know, all the things that I'm saying that I'm, I'm convinced nobody is listening to me right now. And I don't talk to myself when I'm home alone, but when I'm in the car, I do all of the time and I say anything and everything. So... I'm just wondering if other people are like this and if so is she and you know if there's somebody in your trunk like like yeah I was naked in the trunk for three days but you're not gonna believe what I heard this woman saying <laughs> yeah that guy the guy driving that car is
2: an asshole <laughs> uh, yeah. Get me he's out of an this idiot
3: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> I was gonna try and uh live here forever but can
2: you let me out no. at the next stop well, he uh, he too has a story to tell it would be interesting to get them both on the show like she could come on I wrote her a message but she hasn't responded yet uh, she's probably gotten a lot of weird messages over the last few days so I'm probably low on the list but I wrote her asking her to t- tell us the story and it would be cool to get her point of view of like how it all went down and you know how it made her feel and stuff but then it would also be cool to talk to him and see you know what he has mm-hmm. to say about it but yeah I have a feeling that isn't gonna happen on a follow-up episode well, you never know. Hmm. Um, Stranger things, my friend. That's true. Well, you ready to move on? Yeah, I'm uh, always ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. this uh, We got another story in BC, and this is going to be, uh, I think, a reoccurring segment that we'll do, which is sort of going to be, like, dumb criminals, stupid crime, pointless crime. The only rules, I guess, we'll have is that No one can like really get hurt. Property can be damaged and things can be stolen, but no one can really be physically hurt Mm -hmm. or traumatized in any like extreme way. So that'll be our only rule.
1: A gunman shooting up a vehicle parked outside a Surrey home. Shared on TikTok, the text in the video appears to threaten a popular Punjabi musician, and a note left behind warning that they're going to target his friend's homes all over the world, including this one in Surrey. These all the, the gunshots. But the thing is, the homeowner says he has nothing to do with the intended target. It's really hard, man. It's totally scary. Sukjit Garcha was woken up just before 3 a.m. early Wednesday morning to the sound of gunfire.
0: Families are uh, shocking too. Yeah, they're scared now. My kids are really scared. One, two,
1: three. He went downstairs to find seven bullet holes pierced through the balcony window and walls, one through his garage door and several into his vehicle parked outside. He's owned this place for only four months and lives here with his wife, three daughters, his father and grandmother. None of them were injured. Is it a miracle that nobody was injured? Uh, Yeah, it's a miracle, yeah but it was close. His grandmother sleeping on the couch that night and just on the other side of this window, the gunman was shooting up the vehicle.
0: Guys was in the driveway shooting our cars and then after that, if, if he hit this window,
3: she gonna be dead. She thinks
0: somebody fell or my, my wife fell on the, uh, the stairs. And she think about that. She didn't notice a gunshot.
1: Police say the intended target was likely the home's previous owner, but it's not related to the current Lower Mainland gang conflict. This homeowner has a message for the gunman.
0: If somebody is be uh, the gang related or something, target them, not not the innocent families, because we're uh, working and paying the mortgage and everything, right?
1: And now the police continue their investigation they've taken in the vehicle that was shot up the note left behind as well as surveillance video from this home all as evidence meanwhile uh, chris the homeowner says he's not sure as of now whether him and his family will continue to live here but so far tonight they do not feel safe living in this home
2: that's how it ends that's a a pretty nuts story Uh, again this is one where i watched a video that um, you get to see, you know, how you get to see the video, and it's just again a hand with like a, a pistol, just boom, 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 boom. But they, they, the cameraman who did the news video or whatever walks around the outside of the home, and it's just bullets everywhere, like windows smashed, gunfire like crazy. But it seems to be just a case of mistaken identity. Yeah,
3: and luckily it's a, it's a killed. case of mistaken identity. It's like. How long did
2: the article say? How long since that person, that singer, lived there? Well, it wasn't even the singer; it was a friend of the singers. Oh, okay, it was a friend and, of the singers. Okay. And the article didn't get to. I I read up a bit about this kind of B for this feud that's going on. In the there was a note left at the door of the house, and the note basically threatened. Uh, the singer and his friends. So it All appears right. that whoever lived in this house before the current owner was a friend of this famous singer, um, and someone must be out to get them, I guess. But the homeowner that was interviewed, the last name Garcha, who who lives there now, they bought the place in September, so f- you know five months ago. So presumably, a yeah, so friend of tha- there. Not
3: that long ago, I guess.
2: No, but it's like it's a pretty a pretty awful scare, especially in a new house. Although like five months sounds like a bit of time, but if it's a place they just moved into, you know that's they probably still have stuff in boxes in some rooms after five months. But man, that's not a no, very no. I, I have it after ten years. Most of my stuff is still in boxes. Yeah, um, I will tell you, I can relate to a few aspects of the story. One is a uh, the home I live in now. Um, felt all safe, and I felt protected with my family in this house. And then one night in October, probably four years ago, we had been living in the house like three months, four months or something. Uh, and I know it was October because I had went and bought uh, at Walmart. I bought a bunch of chips to give out to the trick-or-treaters, but I never thought to bring them out of the trunk of my car. I just had them sitting in the car. And one morning um, we got up to go to work, and went out in the car and when I sat in the car uh, I noticed like the first thing I noticed was that the glove box was open you know like uh, in the front of the car and Uh I was like huh that's kind of weird and I like shut it and didn't think anything of it went to start the car and then my car notified me that my trunk was open and I like what the hell so I got out and went around and looked at the trunk and someone had like went in my car opened the trunk and took all the chips the only thing they stole in the car was all the Halloween treats I had bought yeah so. sorry about that <laughs> um you know what it sounds stupid but i was so upset because it's just the idea of like someone coming like that close and going through my stuff and i had just moved here so i was like are they gonna break in are they gonna kill me what will they do to oh. me if i'm asleep
3: yeah car break-ins are like really common you know they it's it's they they don't bother me the first time it happened where my where like i woke up in the morning there was one neighborhood that I lived in one time where it was really common that they didn't do anything, but just kind of look for spare change and whatever was kind of quickly kind of available in the dash or whatever. And the first time I was like, Oh, my car door is kind of open because they won't slam the car door shut after they open it. That makes sense. It makes noise. Right. So they quietly open it. They just look to see what's kind of in eyesight, grab it, and then just gently close the car door over, but not totally shut it because they can't do that without slamming it. Yeah. So the first time it happened, I was like, oh my God, my, someone was gone through my car. Cause like, you know, the glove box was open and all this. And then the second time it happened and I'm like, oh, it happened again. And then the third time I was like, ah, this is just normal. And like, it's just People they they walk by they see what car doors are open what ones are left open they try them all they're not looking to like hurt anybody they're just going through they, they and just petty, very
2: petty crime you know yeah um, in my case though what they took was you know what I mean by like the big box of chips they took three like of for those. Halloween yeah 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 so like it, it's not heavy but it's a big box so I can almost picture someone at like four in the morning running down the street with three big boxes of chips. Well, Halloween chips are hard to find the closer you get to Halloween. Yeah, this was a little close to Halloween, so I guess I should. So I know, like,
3: when I've forgotten to buy chips, you know, and it's the day before Halloween, you can't find Halloween chips anywhere in stores Mm -hmm. the day before Halloween. Mm
2: -hmm. So they start getting rid of
3: them, like, the days leading up to Halloween, they start bringing in the Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Either way, it was an invasion of my privacy.
3: Yeah, but either way, I support the person who took your chips because you got to get your Halloween chips.
2: Yeah, uh, I before. also um, since then, I've got a video doorbell, you know, uh, which like said, you get motion. it for free from a green. <laughs> it cost company? me 13 grand. Yeah, got a good. Yeah, furnace, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was actually a Christmas gift from my mother. Uh, and i love it uh it's really changed my life it's a ring doorbell i think it's amazing um it makes me feel way more secure than my like security system that costs like 30 bucks a month or something does uh because when someone comes near my door i get a text and i get a video of it and the video is saved on the cloud so if they do kill me there's a pretty good chance they'll be found but what was really weird was one day um actually i have a video of this on my youtube channel the name of the video is called a generic bad guy tries to break into my car i think is what i called it because mm-hmm. it's uh i woke up one morning and it's like you have one notification on my screen and i like click it it was my doorbell being like it captured motion at like four in the morning and so you click it and it plays the video of the motion and it was like it looked like it must have been it looked like a friend was pranking me because it's like he's all it's this big guy he's like hunched over he has a bella clava on In shorts (laughs) and he like really quickly like walks up to my car with this weird walk and he just tries all the doors and then walks off but it's just if if you asked a kid in like grade three like draw a bad guy who would break into your car like they would draw a caricature of this guy Um, well that means you were
3: you were probably his very first crime yeah. And so he was nervous and he was getting ready for the he's like i'm gonna go out and do it i'm gonna go commit a crime today it's my first one i want to look the part they're going through the closet finding anything that makes you look like a criminal and then mm-hmm. they went out and you were there first and that's special and you should be very
2: you know honored that 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 was his first i should i should have left the door open for him in my car um i got one more kind of personal anecdote that connects to this case of mistaken identity uh, the theme of the show is stories that involve my mom this is a, a, <laughs> a really weird one so I was up my my mom has this house uh, she's owned it for probably four or five years at this point so it's not like a new house by any means we're at her house for supper I don't know six months ago or something and right after I left, my mom texts me and she's like, Jordan, like you wouldn't believe what's going on here. Like You should come back. And I wrote her, what's going on? And basically, right after I left, someone was pounding on her door. So she looks on her video doorbell, because she also has one on her phone, and she sees like this older lady, probably 60 years old, with two big grocery bags in her hands, kinda in a car, her car is like in my mom's driveway, and she's like banging on the door, she's trying to get the door open, she's fiddling with keys, and my mom's first thought is like, oh she must, like meaning to go to like a friend's house and is at the wrong address or something, so uh, my mom goes to open the door to say like, yeah, what's going on? When my mom opens the door, the lady like barges right in saying like, what are you doing in my house? I'm gonna call the police! get out of my house and she walks like into my mom's house down the hall into the living room and she's like where's my furniture what did you do with my furniture i'm going to call the police what are you doing in my house you know on and on like this and so my mom and her partner are trying to calm her down being like you must be at the wrong house dear like uh, we this is our house you can sit down we can help you what's going on and the lady just she wouldn't calm down and she said you know what i don't know who you are or what you're doing but i'm going next door to Gloria's and I'm gonna call the police and it kinda struck my mom weird because my mom's like my next-door neighbor's name is Gloria like how would this lady know that so while um, my mom was talking to the lady my mom's partner quickly went next door and was like Gloria like there's a lady at our house and you know I think she may know you come see so uh, Gloria and my mom's partner come back to the house uh, when Gloria walks in the house, immediately she recognizes this lady as the prior owner, the woman mm-hmm. my mama bought the house from like five years prior. And uh, Glo- the lady's like, Gloria, what are these people doing here? And Gloria had to explain to her like, no, don't you remember? Like we, you sold this house after Jim died. You sold the house and moved in with your daughter. Uh, so needless to say, this lady had probably like Alzheimer's or something. And she eventually calmed down and told the story of like I've been lost all day driving around, couldn't find my way home and my uh, they ended up calling the police because um, they couldn't reach anyone in her family they didn't know what to do with her and the police helped locate her son in Ontario and oh man this whole big thing wow. but eventually she got uh, she was taken away and taken care of but it's pretty nuts wow. eh. Yeah. Anyway, well, um... it's
3: and it's and it's one thing, you know, in the case of your mom situation where this lady thinks she's in, in, you know, going back to her house or whatever, you would think before you would shoot up an enemy's house, you would be certain that
2: the enemy still live there yeah because you're taking a pretty significant risk and then also putting the video up online of you shooting up the house you would just right. like that just seems like a crime that you would get caught doing if you're going to be that brazen and stupid but yeah i don't know it's pretty uh whatever has happened gangs in india must be pretty hardcore
3: no oh, when well, when you watch the video it's it's pretty shocking.
2: It's pretty. You've seen it. you seen it, then.
3: Yeah, I saw the video, and it's oh, yeah. you know,
2: it's it, it's no care for human life because they're just unloading. Oh yeah, like, that's there's what no, it
3: like. and there's no kind of uh, skill in the shooting. It's just you know scattering bullets. You know, it's. Um... It's not like it's a sniper here that's kind of being precise. It's
2: no, no, just it's... bullets
3: flying everywhere. Like, somebody walking by could have been hit. A neighbor could have been hit. It's, you know, it's unbelievable that, th- that it happened. And, like, the fact that the person they were trying to shoot moved out several months ago, it's, mm-hmm. it's just... You again, a, you
2: would you would think that they would have Are you sure they still live here before you pull the trigger? Yeah, but luckily no one was hit although they in the article I read they said like the family matriarch um the grandmother who lived in the house with with the rest of the family. She was laying on a couch and there was a bullet hole in the window that was like right next to her. Like she was it was pretty close to hitting her, but yeah, it's just a it's a a stupid crime a pointless crime but it's it is weird like it's a weird thing to have happened i just hope i don't know if tiktok can help them figure out who this person was or whatever but yeah someone shouldn't be on the streets that's running around like and doing crazy stuff like that that's for sure yeah that's a little much yeah um We got one last story that we, we save for the end. And that's because like, I guess this gets political because it involves the queen of Canada.
5: It Mm. involves
2: the, the controversial protests in Ottawa, which uh, I don't ever like to talk about because there's very few topics as divisive as um, Ottawa protests, masks, trucks, truckers, the far right, Mm. the far left, nazis antifa all these different words just make people go crazy um Mm -hmm. not but anyway but there is one kind of aspect of the story that i think is interesting uh and it's relevant for this show because it's kind of an update on a past story so aaron do you know much about the queen of canada the QAnon queen i had never
3: heard of her um until you sent me this story earlier today Oh really? Okay. Um so then I googled her name because you were saying you couldn't really find a good article about about this particular story. Mm-hmm. So I just googled her name just so I could understand who it was and I was like I didn't know that there was a queen of Canada that I was
2: to be subservient to. Mm. That yeah, was news and- to me. Um, she will have you know that she's queen. I did an episode so about her a while back. So people who follow my show will likely know the story of Ramona Didulo. And she is a middle-aged woman, I believe of Filipino descent, who lives in what looks like a rooming house in Victoria, British Columbia, or a boarding house kind of thing in Victoria, BC is at least what it looks like. She's Her life before say two years ago, there's very little known about her, but for whatever reason about two years ago She started making videos and putting them up on YouTube where initially she was kind of Planning to start a political party and she wanted this political party to you know help change Canada basically um, Her video she would publish these videos and they would get you know 17 views 23 views so virtually unknown um, but for whatever reason a uh, an influential person within the QAnon community which you probably know what QAnon is it's like an online kind of mm-hmm. conspiracy kind of yeah. culture community mainly based out of the US but all around the world for whatever reason an influential person in that world shared a video that she had posted and seemed to kind of like vouch for her as being an important person who's well connected so her 17 video views per video almost immediately went up to like you know 15,000 25,000 and so did as her views increased so did kind of the things that she was saying and rather than starting a party um, or leading a political party this narrative kind of developed where this sort of shadow government Uh, have arrested a lot of the elite assassinated you know the the monarchy arrested Trudeau they put Trump in power in the US and they made her the Queen of the Kingdom of Canada so her videos went from I'm starting a political party to I am the leader of Canada and I denounce this this is no longer allowed in Canada and it continued to go on and she continued to gain followers until it really got scary when it was she was announcing things like her punishment for um, vaccinating children. Uh, I'm going to play you a short clip just for people who don't know her. Um, this is she would make these videos, and she never really left. She never made public appearances. She would just post a video online sharing her message and her followers, which she has tons of. That are devout believers that she is the Queen of Canada, will share her posts and her yeah, videos. Yeah, because so they even here, go out
3: and give people tickets on yeah, well, the, her they, behalf, right?
2: She started a program of issuing cease and desist letters for people who are claiming to represent Canada. So that would be people who claim to have medical licenses in Canada. She says, no, that's the old Canada. You need to be licensed by us. People who ser- work in law enforcement, police. Uh, she was she was uh, instructing her followers to issue cease and desist letters to warn them to stop doing and claiming a representation to canada uh, because if they don't when her militia forms which she was planning to form they're all going to be arrested ones and here's in in that kind of narrative of what's going to happen when her militia forms she one of those videos is she's explaining what's going to happen to people who are giving vaccinations to children and this is kind of frightening
4: Underestimate. do not underestimate my resolve as the head of state and commander-in-chief of the republic when it comes to protecting these children and youth because you will be put through nuremberg trial for crimes against humanity and once you have been convicted of crimes for harming the children and youth of this republic At the firing squad, military firing squad, you will receive not one but two bullets on your forehead for each child that you have harmed as a result of injecting
2: experimental vaccine so you get the gist so it's some pretty like hardcore Mm. intense stuff and she's even gone as far as to uh, seemingly um instruct her people who have what uh, she sends out the again videos and these weird messages through um an encrypted chat that her community communicates in she um was saying anyone who is capable of defending, you know, our kingdom of Canada, uh, who has, she referred to it as duck hunting material. If you have duck hunting materials, we need duck hunters. A lot of people believe that to mean if you have weapons, we need, you know, fighters. Yeah, Uh, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it kind of went on from there right around the same time. The RCMP did arrest her for a short period of time and released her. And it doesn't seem like she had charges, but she again. When I say she has a following, you can find videos on YouTube of of her followers going to police stations and hand delivering these cease and desist orders aggressively, saying like, "You're going to get what's coming to you." There's a new queen of Canada, and you know, and she's coming for you, sort of thing. So it's it's devote believers, Mm -hmm. but here's where the update comes in: is everything that's going on in Ottawa right now? A lot of these kind of Bizarre people like like her want or feel obliged to take part in it. Again, Ramona Ramona Digilo has never made like public addresses, public appearances, um, until this past weekend was her first major public appearance. Her and a huge legion of her supporters, you um, took RVs from British Columbia, from Victoria, BC. Made their way to Ottawa. Uh, they gathered outside of, I guess, the, is it called Parliament? Parliament. They gathered outside, mm-hmm. um, all with they. They have these purple flags that they wave, um, and they're basically a giant cult, is how it appears. But they gathered there. She walked in with security from an RV, uh, gave a speech that was all about. You know, what's going to change in Canada? And it was mainly just a kind of conspiracy theory talk about, you know, we're not going to allow, you know, pedophile human trafficking within the government or the harvesting of children's organs. You know, this sort of thing is what she talked about in her speech. And then they proceeded to burn Canadian flags, like what we know as the Canadian flag, because again, in the narrative of, in the mythology of, her followers beliefs is that is like the old canada that was corrupt and doesn't exist anymore
6: i have removed justin trudeau and his corporation government (laughs) last year (laughs) but it seems he didn't get the memo or it was ignored so I'll take that as uh, that, that he has refused to voluntarily leave and continue to masquerade as the government of we the people of the Kingdom of Canada. Because he has refused to leave, I came to Ottawa with we the people of the Kingdom of Canada. To remove Justin Trudeau from office, so Justin and all of his ministers, here's the second memo. What?
2: Hello listeners, sorry to pull you out of the episode like this, but I want to take a moment and let you know about something special I just posted to the premium feed. My good pal Christy Lee of the Canadian True Crime Podcast and I have collaborated on a premium feed exclusive series called Canadian Gothic. Our plan is to record an episode on the first of every month in which we discuss recent dark news coming out of Canada. Think of it as Keep Canada Weird's creepy and disturbing siblings. If this series seems interesting to you, the first Canadian Gothic episode will be posted to the premium feed shortly. You can find it and a lot of other premium content at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And as a gentle reminder, all annual premium feed subscribers receive a nighttime swag pack by mail. So if you want to support the show and give yourself more of it, go to patreon.com slash and subscribe to the premium feed. Now, let's get back to the episode. The videos that are going around of this public address are pretty wild, because as she's burning the flags and stuff, you can hear people who don't know what's going on saying, you know, you can't be doing that. Why are you doing that? You're going to make us look bad. And her followers are like, no, you don't understand. Like, that's not the Canadian flag anymore. but it's, it's pretty wild, and I think it gives yeah. a taste of... I don't want to give too much commentary on like Ottawa and what's going on there, but it certainly gives a taste of st- some of the type of people who will try to attach themselves to a movement. And with right. Romana Digilo, that certainly appears to be the case. And I think, the again, the most notable part of all this is the fact that she made a public appearance, and she will... For people who know her that's a and know about her and follow her story that's a really big deal yeah
3: yeah it's i don't know it's the the power of social media like you know someone like this would you know 50 years ago would never have gained a following outside their front porch right Mm -hmm. yeah but the fact that anybody you know can can go online and have a voice about whatever they want and whatever they believe in and this is what happens when everybody has a voice well <laughs> and you know, i don't know it... i'm just finding like the danger of social media now and how quickly dangerous ideas can spread like wildfire is it's disturbing to me i just mm-hmm. i just yeah. think that facebook and as much as i love youtube and all of it's gotta go mm,
2: well <laughs> here's here's a, here's another issue though is um with social media i think in especially in a story like this where it's something that's that crazy like i i think i can talking amongst hopefully a lot of like-minded people we can all agree she is not the legitimate queen of canada and there's some kind of mass hysteria surrounding her community or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, what what I think can happen is um, you take social media like the, the mainstream ones like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, if you're on there spouting, you know, harmful, crazy nonsense, you end up getting like kicked and banned. And they would those people may accuse them of being censoring censored or whatever. So they will leave those platforms and find a platform that accepts them which is usually one that doesn't have censorship it's not as common and it's a bit more fringe which is like what happened with Ramona Digilo and her followers they find they found a home on a kind of an encrypted chat app where it's only her and her followers in a large room together because they've you know they can't do what they do there on the mainstream ones but because of that because of this kind of um, not being accepted in the mainstream ones No longer are they going to be subject to kind of criticism of the masses who are just passing by and seeing what they're doing. Instead, they're on like a little island of the Internet that becomes this incredible echo chamber where their ideas seem normal. Uh, because they're only talking to other kind of people who are buying into it. And it seems like they have support because there's 70,000 of them that are agreeing with each other. So it kind of, and And that's what,
3: yeah, that's what, that's what a lot of social media becomes these days, because you, you start only following and, and, and clicking on articles of certain content and then your social media tool adapts to that as well. Like, and just shows you the things that you're going to respond to, which are, you know, wild ideas or crazy conspiracies. And then it it just they justify each other.
2: Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
3: and then they, they, they do things like this and then they start mm-hmm. to organize and then they start yeah. to get in people's faces and hand out cease and desist orders and mm-hmm uh, and it I just, uh, I don't even know what
2: leaving the house accomplishes anymore for anyone. Well, staying in is just as bad if you got the internet there. What we need is to go back uh, to like uh, hunter gatherer lifestyles. But um, that, that idea of, kind of a a more extreme group forming as it's no longer welcome on a mainstream platform. That's kind of the tail end of what actually happens too because the other thing is, like you talked about, these social media sites have an algorithm in the background that looks at what you interact with and it feeds you more things like that. So it could happen, uh, let's say I am really into guitars. So if there's a picture of guitar I may click on it or a video about a guitar I may watch it. So youtube or facebook or whatever they know i'm into guitars, so they keep showing me guitar stuff and now all of a sudden i just assume everyone on the internet collects vintage gibson guitars because that's what like my internet is but i think if i was into uh flat earth conspiracies the same kind of thing would happen and all of a sudden all these social media platforms are just kind of presenting me with this kind of version of the world that i want to interact with but if it was a more extreme belief I may instead find myself, you know, pushed down to this kind of community that's like, you know, we're hopping off here because we're no longer welcome. Come on to this place where we can be as extreme as possible. And I think that's like with mm-hmm. a lot of groups, that's kind of what happens. But anyway, um, I guess keep Canada, keeping Canada weird can be an ugly job. We can have the nice stories that kind of make you laugh, but then you got a bigger issue like this. And this is probably over our heads. I don't know if we're going to it's solve it. Uh, I just,
3: yeah, it's, it's. It's part of such a larger issue that I find is the you know what's completely destroying society today is is how out of control social media has gotten and mm-hmm. but who um,
2: polices it? Or do we leave it to the social media sites? We just get rid of it seemed... completely. <laughs> well, that's that, but that's not going to happen. So, I know it's
3: not, but that, I, I just don't know any other way that you would deal with it other than to yeah. completely destroy it
2: yeah so that's one option we could completely destroy it Mm -hmm. um that's probably an exciting option the other is you can leave the the social media sites to handle it on their own which all they care about is clicks and likes and all that interaction so they can feed ads serve ads or you can have the government get involved and regulate it and of course that comes with its problems too yeah
3: nobody would want that
2: that's the you know that's the the last thing you want but that's why to me
3: like there's no any of the any of these solutions will simply make it worse turning and turn turn it into something else that is worse than what it is so Mm -hmm. to me there's only one solution and that is to burn it to the ground without
2: anyone getting hurt
3: well this is a a digitally of course okay you're not calling for (laughs) violence i am no no that's i will never call for violence and i will never support violence i simply am saying social media should be just taken away it's Mm. it's gone too far we've we've heard it here
2: yeah it's 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 over for social media it's done well i think um we finally found kind of the the thing that is truly going to make us like old people you know like I, I can be like I remember when we didn't have cell phones and we had to go home and use a phone and it had a wire to the wall uh, but that wasn't like intense enough but now it's like when we're talking to kids about like the time before social media and that mm. and how the world is better before like this thing that defines society right now for the most part yeah um people in the chat are uh, raging against you. Aaron won't take TikTok away. Uh, <laughs> so, jeez, you yeah, uh, you made some enemies uh, tonight. I
3: know, I know. There's there's a, all the TikTok supporters are going to be in my email for the next uh, number of weeks, I think. yeah you,
2: you might as well just me. shut it down.
3: I know. I don't have <laughs> TikTok. I got rid of Facebook um and that's been awesome. Um, I still have Instagram so I'm still kind of holding on to a little bit of social media but
2: um I don't I don't do a lot on there i um, I find the biggest thing that I've done that has changed my experiences with social media is using uh, muted words especially on Twitter I don't know if I told you about this but on yeah Twitter, you were ta- you were saying yeah, okay. yeah I tell I tell everybody about it because I feel like at the door-to-door like Bible uh, salesman or whatever where I just feel like I found the solution to so many problems and it's so simple. But um, anyway. Just
3: the thing that I like about not having Facebook now is that I'm not watching my friends scream at each other <laughs> anymore. How? Why was happening on your well, Facebook? Well, it's just Facebook. I find like it's just people fighting with each other constantly. Like, oh, everybody really? Is I don't see arguing that. and arguing and arguing about
2: whatever issue of the day or whatever, you know. Okay. It's um, just a lot of just screaming and, and just, that doesn't bother that. That doesn't bother me as much. Cause I, I don't, I don't, my friends aren't arguing as much, there are people. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe but, it's the people that
3: I associate with. Maybe is <laughs> just angry.
2: Know. You're into They're angry just people. all
3: political, angry people that are just uh, always right. Apparently.
2: Yeah. The politics stuff drives me crazy, but what really bugs me is like the low quality memes and the poorly thought out memes, where it's just like a low resolution photo with like a, bad joke in front of it or 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 just like Mm. a one-line joke but they choose this kind of font that's just ugly on your eyes that kind of stuff just bugs me but anyway let's um that's that's not about keep can that's not about keeping canada weird that those people are destroying our country
3: and uh freedom yeah yeah yeah. and and our specific freedom jordan and Mm. aaron's
2: yeah well, let's wrap this up. Um, when we come back next week, I think we're going to have a, a bit more defined segments provided Nova Scotia Power can get off their and keep Aaron's power going so he can use the Internet and his mics. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we're going to have a UFO update next week. I have something on the go that could get interesting in that regard. So I'm likely going to have Chris Rutkowski back uh, to to break some stuff down with us. Uh, anything weird or unusual on the horizon for you? Anything you're working on? Anything that's come across the uh, across your desk? Uh, well, I've been holding this pen for the video
3: watchers here who are watching the live feed through most mm-hmm. of the episode here tonight, just so that it looks more like a news desk kind of uh, <laughs> thing. You know, I'm you know, breaking news could happen anytime. time. You know, I'm always kind of working on the stories. Um, so, I'm just kind of wondering. I want people's feedback, you know, of those who have watched the video, if, if the yeah. pen kind of uh, subconsciously maybe gave you the feeling of a Larry King live type thing or the pen you know, is that basically kind like of a, a suit. news discussion kind of uh, thing. So, the, the, the addition of the pen into the, the YouTube
2: live stream. Yeah, I think it's working. I could definitely tell in your performance tonight. It felt like, like that pen in your hand might as well be, uh, you know, a five thousand dollars suit on your back. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so. the same effect. Mm-hmm.
3: So All that's right. that's. Uh, I'll bring it back if uh, next week if if it works out.
2: All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Until next week, you want to try to go out on a uh, try to make up the same uh, closing again.
3: Oh, we're going to make up uh, our tagline at the end?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, Till next week. Till next week. uh, Be good to each other on the internet. And love and compliment Jordan.
2: I want to thank you for joining Aaron and I for our Keep Canada Weird discussion. But before we part, I have some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing an evening with me, and with the listeners of Nighttime. But most importantly, I have a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, the show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, please listen on the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you find here on the free feed, as I add exclusive content regularly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, give the show a hand and give yourself more of it at patreon.com slash nighttime And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Kim, Neil, Kevin, Peter, and Gordy. Thank you for going premium. And for anyone else out there who wants to support the show, but can't do it via a premium feed subscription, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here and sending in a voice memo to contribute to the show. You can give story ideas or send the voice memos via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, or you can find me on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm often live on the nighttime podcast YouTube channel. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast
0: is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright,
1: Jordan Bonaparte.
4: Beautiful, serene, majestic. The true North. Strong and
0: weird.